Welcome back to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Paul Walsh. He is the founder of Metacert. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com. Welcome back to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Paul Walsh. He is the founder of Metacert. Welcome, Paul. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is uh, this is interesting stuff. So, so we've been planning to do this for a while, but I've always been a, an awful person. Uh, but why don't you tell us what Metacert does and what you're up against right now in terms of computer security and all that other good stuff? Well, I see a world where people feel safe and secure when opening a link. So everything that Metacert does is with that in context. So Metacert adds a layer of security to platforms such as Slack and HipChat so teams and communities using those platforms stay protected from malicious links. And those malicious links uh, are phishing, malware, triple X, if you want to block that kind of stuff, and also fake news. Mm-hmm. So they're basically, so Metasert builds security tools to keep people safe. And we're focused on one particular area right now, which is the crypto world, because they seem to be getting hammered every hour of every day by phishing attacks and people literally losing their money. So that's the one thing that we're focused on right now, being the best in the world at one thing, which is URL classification. Okay, so so that's an interesting thing. So what do we do what do I do as a as a user? What's gonna to happen to me if someone if someone uh, sends me a, a phishing thing? What happens is they're they're impersonators. So they will send you a link with a special offer, they'll send it to you within a certain community. They'll pretend to be a member of the team behind that community, send you a link, and when you click on the link, it looks like a website that is to be trusted. It may even have an SSL certificate. The website could be, for example, MyEtherWallet, and it's designed and built to look exactly like MyEtherWallet, and it asks if you're a private key. Um, And so as soon as you log into the website, thinking it's MyEtherWallet, but it's not, it's a cyber criminal based in China or Russia or the Ukraine, which is where a lot of the attacks are coming. You're logging into the wrong website. There's actually a criminal on the other end, literally looking at your details coming in. And as soon as they get your private key, they can then empty your wallet. So typically speaking in the past, cyber attacks via phishing would happen with an email and they would just blast it out to everybody. Or they would create a a spare phishing attack, which is designed for a specific CEO or CFO. But we see the attack vector migrating from email to the new tools. So if people and companies are reducing their reliance on email in favor of these new platforms, then it stands to reason that the attack vector is also going to migrate as soon as the cyber criminals see the opportunity and lots of money being circulated within a certain ecosystem like the crypto world, which is why it's rampant right now. So there's people literally losing their money every hour And it's not like losing your credit card details either, because when you lose access to your wallet and it's emptied, that's everything gone that you've got in that wallet. It could be $5, could be $500,000. 
Uh, whereas with a credit card, you've also got it insured. And so you can get that money back. But when you lose it in the crypto world, that's it. It's gone, never to be seen again. So why should... Um, I mean, the, the obvious question is, is why should we use a crypto in the first place? But I guess the, I guess the answer is that it's one of the it's one of the ways forward in the future how does this what does this have to do with uh, with fake news you're also doing some fake news work as well right yeah there's a few areas uh, that we're focused on but again it's bringing it back to making sure that you feel comfortable when opening a link um, you don't want it to be a malicious link but you also don't want it necessarily to be undesirable or unwanted content and fake news falls into that category and we decided to just address that issue because our technology allows us to do it very easily. And so we simply aggregated, without much effort from ourselves, we aggregated all of the data created by credible fact checkers such as PolitiFact um, and Snopes. And then we put it into machine readable format, which is what our data is in. And then we found all of the social media accounts that each fake news website owns across Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, and then classified those also because we're the only company that can classify user accounts inside social media websites. So every post they ever publish is automatically categorized. And so we have some of the biggest platforms in the world evaluating our API right now for the purpose of providing more context uh, around news. So I don't really say fake news. I say news reputation because our categories are broken up into news, uh, far left, far right, alt right, mm -hmm. satire and fake. And sometimes you need to create categories such as far left and far right, if only to demonstrate what fake news isn't. And that's why uh, we have a solution for fake news. And also, actually, some of our biggest customers that use our security app to protect them on Slack actually asked us if they could have alerts for fake news. Um, and so we did, we added that as a third option, malware phishing, triple X and fake news. And within a day, that company sent me a screenshot to say, hey, one of our guys got busted because they posted a link to a fake news website and didn't realize. And then having, looking at, having looked at the data, we've analyzed, I think it's over 1.6 or 1.7 million URLs. News is the third most widely shared category website. And for every hundred links shared that are news, mm -hmm. one of those is to fake news. 0.9% of all news links shared is fake news. Then what, so what's the, <laughs> so, so, so are we going to make it or is this is, this is a, this is a podcast about the, about a happier future. Are, are we going to, are we going to come out the other end of this, uh, uh survived? Are we going to make it? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's a, well, with, with news in particular, there's a real desire amongst the big platforms or at least the vast majority of them to help tackle this, this issue. I see Metacert's API as one way for them to tackle it in the short term. But of course, news reputation needs machine learning and more intelligent methods of detecting news on the fly and then classifying it so that you can provide more information to users. And then also we need to analyze, we need to research and analyze user behavior and to see if people really care about getting fake, real, satirical mm -hmm. news. Uh, when it comes to the malicious links that we're mostly focused on right now, from a phishing perspective, um, 
the platforms, if you look at any mobile application that has the ability to open web links, whether it's Slack, HipChat, Skype, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, LinkedIn, Twitter, they all open the links inside the app WebView instead of a native browser. And so that's where Metacert comes in. So when you add Metacert uh, to the likes of Slack, then it turns it into one of the most secure communication platforms you can possibly use, safer than email, because Metacert is literally analyzing the intent of every single web link uh, sent across the platform and then alerts you within less than a second if it's a malicious link. So the, yeah, there's light at the end okay. of the tunnel. So we're gonna, so we're gonna make it. What? Yeah, it just so it happens that cybersecurity is generally the last to catch up when there's new technology uh, in, invented or there's an uptake in an existing technology. What is the uh, future of machine learning when it comes to something like this? Uh, I don't know. What I do know is. The journey is very exciting because the speed by which the technology is growing is exponential. Companies like Microsoft, Google, Facebook, IBM, HP, they're putting billions of dollars of investment into machine learning platforms and then providing those services for free to other companies to build innovative solutions on top in the form of chatbots and other solutions. So the big companies are, are seeing it as... Google and Amazon, two more. Uh, they're seeing that as a big opportunity to uh, grow their platforms beyond what they are today. So I don't know where artificial intelligence is going to be uh, even in three years, let alone in, in one year. But what I do know is we have to be careful because AI and chatbots are being designed and built by people. And whatever they build, you know, it's a bit like a startup. You can almost tell what the founders intentions are by the privacy uh by the privacy preferences of of the company itself so ai and chatbots if they're designed by a person with malice intent then you know that could get fed into that technology and then if it continues to learn from itself and nothing else then who knows where it's going to end up so ethics is going to play a very important role in ai okay interesting yeah, I would like to see. Uh, I'd like to see some sort of some fake news robot that kind of that follows me around and makes sure that I'm okay. Well, we have we have a robot for Messenger and Skype, but unfortunately, the platforms don't allow us to let that follow you around. But actually, come to think of it, we have a Firefox add-on and a Chrome add-on, and if you install those extensions, then at least when you're on the desktop web, it will annotate the entire web pretty much. So when you do a Google search or Bing search or Yahoo search, it will tell you in the search results more information about the news. Like if it's satirical or fake, it will actually put a little icon beside it and tell you. If you're on Facebook, it will literally highlight uh, some of those feeds. So the chairman and first investor in Adblock Plus, he loves it. Uh, the founder of one of the fact-checking organizations can't name them because they're used by Facebook for annotating, but he loves it because it helps him differentiate between what's real and what's not when on the web. 
Okay. So what should we use? What should we be doing to watch out for for this stuff? We should obviously install your stuff, right? But what what's a rule of thumb? What's some of the things that you've seen uh, that's characteristic of this kind of uh, phishing attack and, and fake news and stuff? Um, well, for fake news, certainly install the, the apps. They're all completely free. It's difficult, actually, because we notice that some of our power users are producers of TV uh, news and, you know, very good, um, reputable, experienced journalists. Because sometimes it's just impossible to know if something's real or fake. But there's certain telltale signs from a technical perspective, um, you know, if... Well, the interesting thing about the TV journalist is the TV journalist has to have something ready by an X, X time every That's day. That's right. So they need to quickly check to, things. It has to be so quickly Yes, yeah, so they need to quickly yep. check things. And, you know, if the title is all in uppercase and you can't see the author's name and there's no contact us information on the website from which the, the news has come from, then there are telltale signs that it's, you know, it's possibly, probably fake. For malware and phishing, um, my call to action my main call to action really is helping the community uh, of cryptocurrency enthusiasts to stay protected from phishing scams. Because, you know, on Slack, we have customers like IBM, SAP, Sage, NTT Security, F5, and a bunch of other companies, all using Metasert to keep their own teams protected inside Slack. But I got to tell you, what gets me up in the morning is knowing full well that individuals are not losing their money as a result of a community manager or or moderator installing our security app inside Slack. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning because I literally see it live. I have seen in real time people losing their money as a result of a phishing scam inside a community that doesn't have MetaCert installed. And then I've seen where MetaCert's installed, where people have checked the link because we encourage crypto communities to have two channels dedicated to uh, security, check URL and report URL. And when people just paste in a link into check URL, it'll tell them immediately if it's a phishing scam or not. And then they know whether or not to actually proceed to that website. Or if somebody shared it in a channel, it'll actually come up with an alert immediately. And I've seen people in real time say, oh man, I would have fallen for that scam if it wasn't for that link. And I, that's what that's what gets me up out of bed in the morning. It's protecting individuals because, you know, when you read in the media security uh, issues within the crypto world or blockchain world, as people call it also, you only ever seem to hear about the big major hacks that happen. But actually, when you take into consideration the revenue made by cyber criminals, phishing is responsible for 50% of all of that revenue. It is number one it is the number one issue for security. There's been over, I think it's $250 million lost this year alone through phishing attacks. And that means because the majority of these investors are non-sophisticated investors, this is the first time they've invested in something exciting as the next big thing. A lot of them will be turned off for life and then put off their family and friends from investing in a cryptocurrency or an ICO or a token launch in the future. So there's going to be less money circulating within the ecosystem unless we address this phishing issue right now. Okay. All right. Does it get better? Are we going to, are we going to make it? Yes. The future <laughs> is bright. <laughs> Good. Yeah. This, this was, this People was are being educated. This. People are starting to learn what's happening. Um, you know, yes. It is getting better. People are becoming more educated uh, in the communities. 
community managers and moderators are further educating people, but people will always fall victim to phishing scams and we shouldn't make fun of them. It's not that somebody is stupid or silly or does something really dumb. The smartest CEOs in the world have fallen for phishing scams. It could be in a, you know, you're caught off guard. You've clicked on the link at, link at the wrong time. It can be any number one, any number of reasons why you would fall for such a scam. But we just have to stay vigilant. I think tools are here to help us, uh, like from companies from Medicare. But actually, you know what? Education and being vigilant is probably far more important than anything at all. All right, beautiful. Than any tool. Paul Walsh, uh, the the program is called Metacert. Uh, you can take a. Oops, hold on a second. Paul Walsh, the program is called Metacert. You can take a look at it. It's free online. What's the what's the website? So all the fake news stuff is all completely free. Uh, Metacert.com for communities uh, on Slack. The pricing is extraordinarily low. Uh, you can see that when compared to companies, even though that's pretty low. We just want to make it sure that it's extremely accessible where pricing isn't part of the conversation with the crypto communities. All right. So metastart.com. Perfect. Thank you very much, Paul. This has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. We will see you next week. Technotopia is brought to you by Typewriter. Typewriter is your on-demand editor, and their amazing team of writers will make your book chapter, blog post, or email shine. Typewriter editors come from places like TechCrunch, Gizmodo, and the New York Times, and they offer low bulk rates for longer work. Check it out at typewriter.plus. That's typewriter.plus.